Well, there's no need for a fancy cold open or anything like that. We know what the big story around Smashville is. The Predators reportedly being sold to former Tennessee Governor Bill Haslam. Uh, we'll talk about what we know so far and how this might impact the team moving forward. Coming up today on the Lockdown Predators podcast. Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. Dear God, Anne. <laughs> We're never going to get our fun Friday show ever again, are we? No, this is not the show we had planned, but this is the show that we're doing. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at OnTheForeCheck.com, and we're here to talk about a topic that nobody saw coming 24 hours ago. The Nashville Predators are allegedly being sold. Yeah. First off, what the diddly? Yeah. What the diddly, Anne? Like, this is so out of left field. Yes. Uh, we haven't heard like, any sort of rumblings or anything like that, mm -hmm. that this was even going to be a thing. You know, the Predators yes. ownership's pretty solid for a long period of time, making a lot of changes on the ice. And then all of a sudden, out of left field last night, the, you know, the, the big report coming down. Uh, this is from Sportico, talking about the that the uh, Predators – are close to selling the team to former Tennessee Governor Bill Haslam. Yes, this I mean, 9.01 p.m. last night, I saw the tweet and I thought, OK, this has got to be some sort of a, you know, wild, you know, just weird read too much into it. Oh, meter. Somebody's just having fun yeah. with us. Because First off, rest in peace to the Ovo Thinko meter, which we debuted oh. on yesterday's show. Uh, with mm -hmm. this latest news, it has now exploded. Uh, it caught on fire. A little robotic voice out, shouted, help me, help me. Uh, and then it melted into oblivion. So thank you. I thank mean, you. It can only take so much. And this was, and what you said is what's really surprising to me. Not a whisper of this in Nashville. And according to uh, Axios Nashville report that just got published right before we came on, they have been in discussions for about six months. So how this was just kind of kept so quiet without a whisper or a hint of it is either impressive or terrifying. And I think we're all just going to have to figure out where we land on that. But really for Nashville, the news that the Predators were being sold came out of left field. Yeah, so let's kind of recap uh, how this story broke. So it was first posted by Sportico, uh, mm -hmm. which I personally have never heard of. Um, Correct. So that was Me neither. Like my first, you know, thing to kind of research what they were. I know there's a lot of skepticism about it. Uh, Brian Baston, one of our writers at On the Forecheck, uh, has personally vouched for them. Um, a lot of other people that we know have personally vouched for them and said, yeah, they're kind of a legit site. Mm -hmm. um, you know, first reported the Predators were being sold. Um, and then they follow that up about 
45 minutes to an hour later saying that the buyer was Bill Haslam, uh, who we know is the former governor of Tennessee. Uh, so there's a lot to take into. Um, yes. And then, as Anne mentioned, just really a few minutes ago before mm-hmm. we started recording this, uh, Axios Nashville, which, of course, Nate Rao, unbelievable journalist in Nashville. A lot of people around here know the name. Uh, he said he has been able to uh, independently ref- uh, confirm the Sportico report that Bill Haslam will be the uh, the. Uh, I guess, majority owner. Uh, It sounds like what he's going to do is purchase shares over the next three years Mm -hmm. um, from Herb Fritch. So Haslam will be the, uh, the lead owner. Um, So let's talk about this because there's a lot of angles. Layers. (laughs) There's a lot of layers to this uh, that I'm, not sure we're going to be able to tackle all at once and probably Mm -hmm. some of it uh we can't tackle until we know um a little bit more um but first let's talk about a right off the bat uh because i know a lot of people were tweeting this Mm -hmm. uh no the nashville predators are not relocating correct yeah correct the, the guy i think our friend alex doherty said it best uh, the former governor of Tennessee who lives in Tennessee and whose business interests in Tennessee aren't moving a team in Tennessee to Hamilton, Ontario or Houston yes. or wherever. That's not going to happen. So let's put that to bed right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, everybody can exhale on that. This team is not moving. On the surface, what other... And I'm trying to think of the best way to say this because we don't want to be speculative, but this does open some different options about the direction of the team. Yes, it does. And again, a lot of this until we hear more from the organization and or Bill Haslam is somewhat speculative, but you do have to sort of take a look at the parties involved and kind of extrapolate what you can from it. Now, Bill Haslam, uh, his family, um, they own the flying or the pilot flying J truck stop. So this is kind of, you know, his father owns that. This is where the money comes from. He and his brother um, co-owned the Tennessee Smokies, which is a minor league baseball team out in Sevierville. So this is not you know, his first foray into something like this, but it's definitely something on a much bigger scale. His brother, Jimmy, and this is something I kind of want to, I kind of want to get your vibe on here. <laughs> so Let's his, hear it. Let's, let's lay it all out there, Ann. His brother, Jimmy, and Jimmy's wife, Dee, are owners now of the Cleveland Browns. Let's go. Um, they bought them in 2012, uh, in August of 2012. And so I'm trying not to take too much away from this, but I do feel like we need to kind of just take a breath and kind of talk about that because Jimmy and Bill Haslam, again, were in partnership with this minor league team. And now we have Jimmy in Cleveland. And I will just say personally, that is something that I'm putting a little asterisk by because Jimmy's experience in Cleveland has been noteworthy on a number of levels. They have gone through 
multiple coaches. They have gone through multiple GMs. Um, and the one for me that I'm like, mm, is that the Browns just signed Deshaun Watson despite a significant amount of controversy and some civil suits against him, which was a big move in the NFL. And for me, that's something I'm putting a pin in because I'm, well, I I think you have to gauge, is this winning versus wisdom and, and where is somebody like Bill Haslam going to land? Yeah. Well, let's, let's say, a few things right there. Uh, they're two different people, Jimmy and Bill. True. Um, True. But we don't really know what Bill Haslam is like as a sports owner. Uh, we know what he's like as a governor. I'm well, going just to let that sit. I'm going to use the athletic strategy and just not say anything in either mm-hmm. direction. Right. Right. There. right. Um, so, so because I see like a lot of people, and it's like, oh God, like the Preds are going to be the Cleveland Browns again. Um, you, you can't make that because you don't know if Bill and Jimmy, you know, are, are two different people. Hey, they can be like the Lowell and, or Noel and Liam Gallagher of sports ownership group. They, they could be, they could be, but I think Whoa. we would be remiss if we didn't say, Hey, fair, but here's okay. So, you know, they co-own the Smokies. So mm-hmm. maybe there's some overlap there. Yeah. You know, the, the question I have is what kind of owner is Bill Haslam going to be? You know, is he going to be like another Herb Fritsch or, or Tom Sigurin where, you know, he's kind of more hands off, you know, mm-hmm. they run the business side of things, um, you know, and let the hockey people kind of do the hockey people things. Or is he going to be like his brother, where he has more of a hands-on approach to the team. And Mm -hmm. that is key because this ownership group, um, which, you know, I I think we do have to give them at least some credit and some kudos for, A, keeping the team here. For sure. When they all stepped up, pulled their money together, basically a rich person go fund me and kept the predators from being yes. to Eastern Canada. So I do think we need to give credit for that. But I think one of the criticisms was they were too laissez-faire about the on ice product. You know, mm-hmm. they did a lot for the behind the scenes and kind of helped build the brand of Smashville, so to speak. You know, they mm-hmm. really kind of helped the predators build a brand for themselves but that was kind of the thing was they weren't too concerned or at least too involved in the on ice part of it and you know they yielded a lot of say to david poyle which you know for better or for worse is kind of where a lot of the criticism comes in now yes you know if you have a more hands-on owner if that's what bill haslam winds up being then maybe there's some more accountability into the direction of the team. Maybe it's not just David Poyle saying, Hey, I want to do this. This is what we're doing. You know, maybe the owners are going to kind of have more of a mandate for him. And maybe, you know, the, the leash for David Poyle gets a little bit shorter, but again, that that's, that's one way you can kind of look at it. Like is if that's going to be the case, it can just be the opposite. I mean, this can just be Bill Haslam, 
wanting to just kind of have a pro sports team as an mm-hmm. investment opportunity. We For don't sure. know. I think that's something we're probably not going to know. The only context clues that we have, unfortunately, is his brother. I mean, with all due respect to the Tennessee Smokies, um, I don't think anybody is looking at that as a thing of like, okay, how's Bill Haslam going to run a top four professional sports team? The right. only really context clues we have are Jimmy and the Cleveland Browns, which, you know, yes. and again, like I said before, not completely sure that's fair. I don't know that it's necessarily fair. I would agree with you. I do think that it's something that people, you know, you need to keep an eye on because these are people, you know, Jimmy and Bill did partner, granted, with a minor league team, but they have partnered in sports management, sports ownership before. So I think it's something to sort of keep in the back of your mind. The other thing that I think we all need to take a breath about is that this is not a quick purchase of majority shares. This is something very similar to how the um, Carolina Hurricanes purchase went. This is something where over time, he is going to eventually become majority owner. So this is something that's going to be a process. It's not like as soon as this is approved by the Board of Governors, suddenly Bill Haslam is 100% in the driver's seat, you know, as far as ownership and decisions go. So we all have a little bit of time just to see where he is going to fall as far as hands-on, hands-off in ownership, direction of the team, how he's going to work with the other people in the ownership group now. So we have some time, but I do think it's worth mentioning that, you know, keep your eye on this. (laughs) Uh, So a lot more to break down, obviously, including maybe a reflection on the past owner, you know, how, how, Bill Fritch and his group have kind of run things. Um, So plenty to get to. And we also have hockey because Stanley Cup finals, of course, this weekend, game two. Uh, Hopefully I will do a better job of predicting that. (laughs) So stay tuned to see if that's the case. Uh, But first, I want to mention today's show brought to you by our friends at betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, news and odds, including everything you need to know for this year's Stanley Cup finals. Uh, of course, plenty of prop bets, like who's going to score the first goal. Uh, you know, you can create like your dream kind of fantasy lineup or team. Plenty of games to keep you entertained. Uh, and of course, that's not all. We've got plenty of action on Major League Baseball and all the latest, latest fighting stuff from uh, MMA and UFC to boxing, plus favorite Vegas casino games. Pretty much anything you need to keep yourself entertained. And hey, if you're smart, maybe win some cash in the process. Like we said, Bet Online is your continuous source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, and so we're talking about uh, this report that was first published in Sportico, uh, now firmed allegedly in Axios Nashville. Uh, Nashville Predators reportedly will be sold Uh, At least the majority stake in the Nashville Predators will reportedly be sold to former Tennessee Governor Bill Haslam. Um, You know, we we talked about, you know, what Bill Haslam might look like as a professional sports team owner. And again, something Mm -hmm. that, you know, we may have to wait and see. Um, How about, you know 
kind of a summary of the past ownership group. Yeah. And I think you hit on something that we would be remiss not to highlight again, and that is how important the current ownership group has been to keeping Nashville, the Predators in Nashville. And you can't underestimate how important that is and and that that's really a benchmark for this franchise, that they came in and did that. So I think that's really important. I think what is interesting to me as we look at this and look at the current ownership group is that this current ownership group has been very supportive of David Poyle. You know, even at the end of this season, there were a lot of questions. The Predators swept in the first round, which is the first time that's happened in franchise history. And there has been some some question potential discontent among uh, the Predators faithful about things like the hiring of John Hines and, and this and that. But at the end of this season, this ownership group it was firmly in support of David Poyle, the direction he's taking. There was no question. They were very forthright about that. Sean Henry said, look, he has the full support of the ownership group. So that's sort of how this ownership group has operated with David Poyle mm-hmm. since they came, you know, since they came, you know, into, you know, ownership of the of the team. And I'm interested to see how that will translate, because I think that's one of the first questions that people had when this news broke is, okay, what is the uh, relationship going to be between new ownership, once Bill Haslam has majority share, and David Poyle? Because it's not been contentious. It has been very supportive of David Poyle. So there is a dynamic to pay attention to there where the history is... The ownership has really stepped back and given David Poyle a long leash and they have supported him and they have bought into his longer term vision. That's something that we don't know whether that will continue or not down the road. So another interesting aspect of this whole transition. Yeah. Outside of, you know, Jimmy Rutherford in Carolina from like the 90s, 2000s and 2010s, who I think he actually owned part of the Hurricanes at the time he was GM. Um, I haven't remembered a GM who has, you know, this much kind of stake Mm -hmm. in ownership and this kind of relationship with ownership is David Poyle. As he said, this Predators franchise has been around 25 years almost, and he's been their only GM. Like he is the only voice, the consistent voice since the start uh, of this franchise. Like he's kind of the lone mainstay in that front office. And that is very rare uh, for a team like the Nashville Predators, who has only made it past the second round of the playoffs once mm-hmm. to kind of have that kind of power from the GM. Um, and again, like that may change with Bill Haslam. We don't know. I mean, Bill Haslam right. and David Poyle can kind of hit it off. Haslam can decide, you know what, David Poyle is kind of the guy. Um, we also have to kind of think about, you know, David Poyle might not, want to do this for much longer you know he has yes. been hockey for more than 50 years now and he may want to kind of ride into the sunset so mm-hmm. we don't know i think there's a lot we don't know um you know we, we talked about this past ownership group and kind of the way they've kind of helped build the brand um there was some contention and 
uh, I think with uh, a large vocal portion of the fan base, especially the old school mm-hmm. fan base, because, mm-hmm. you know, I think back to, you know, 2011 when they kind of started building the brand and, you know, they were doing a lot of things to kind of get people in the seats and it definitely worked, you know, Nash, like the Predators, hockey games became a must-see event, uh, even for people who really didn't know anything about yes. hockey. And you have to give them a lot of credit for that. Um, but at the same time, you know, you look at kind of some of the decisions really post Stanley Cup run, um, a lot of things that kind of rubbed people the long way. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. Herb Fritch is probably responsible, at least partially, you know, for ticket prices going up to a right. point, even longtime season ticket holders couldn't really afford them. Um, they were, you know, responsible ultimately for a lot of, you know, sort of changes like, you know, short lived changes like, you know, the pedal tavern on the eye, oh, the, the Dirk Bentley, like, pe- like penalty song. Can't remember if it was a mm-hmm. penalty or power or play yeah yeah, yeah. there's just kind of a lot of like these niche things that you could kind of see were more like garnered towards like the tourism side like mm-hmm. making like the predators kind of like a like a novelty event that did rub mm-hmm. some of the longer old school fan base the wrong way and you know you kind of have to maybe give them some blame as you look towards the end of this past season where you can just tell the, like the fans weren't into any of the playoff games, I'm sure getting your ass kicked. Doesn't help. Also had something to do with that. (laughs) Uh, Just sort of the fan discontent. And, you know, there are seem to be, you know, kind of a cooler, more tepid, you know, online community. You know, there's just a lot of people that, don't follow the Preds as closely anymore. And I do Mm -hmm. think there needs to be some blame on this past ownership group for that. Yeah. And in their defense, I would agree with you. I think that there is sort of a temperature change among the Predators fan base, among season ticket holders. And I think the ownership group is going to be very remiss if they don't address it rather quickly because it's been brewing for a while. But I also think we have to look at the fact that this ownership group has been through it as investors. When you look at what COVID did, not that COVID didn't affect everybody, it did. But as investors, you know, they really had to ride a rocky path of, you know, interrupted season, shortened season, limited ticket sales or no, you know, no spectators. And so they've had to navigate some pretty unique waters as well. I don't know that any of that is has led to the decisions that they that have been made that really have kind of jaded some of the Predators faithful. Um, but I do think we need to give them credit for kind of riding this out and, and navigating as owners a really unique revenue, you know, situation and all of that. But I think there is there is a, a rumbling, there is an undercurrent in Nashville from people who want to see some changes. And some people directed at things like David Poyle. Some people directed at John Hines. Some people directed at, you know, roster moves. 
And, and maybe those all fall back at ownership. I don't know, but I do think there is an undercurrent where people affiliated with the Nashville Predators, people who have invested time and money, season ticket holders, fans, feel like it's time for there to be some sort of a pivot in one way or another. And maybe this is, maybe this will be sort of a revitalizing move down the road. We don't know. There's potential for this to be a positive move. There is also potential for this to be not as positive. And there's, you know, potential for things to kind of stay status quo. And honestly, I think that's probably the thing that Predators fan base is most afraid of, is that a, a move like this will keep things status quo. Yeah, I mean, they like we said earlier, we don't want Bill Haslam to come in and kind of be the sit back and be a hands-off owner. Um, mm-hmm. But we also don't want him to necessarily be a Jerry Jones either, you know? Yes. So there's a healthy balance. Uh, and it, to be honest, it might be a learning curve for Bill Haslam. Like, he might need mm-hmm. to kind of take a hands-off approach. So yes. interesting to see. Uh, so we actually want to know what you think about this. We put mm-hmm. out a call. We asked you to let us know uh, what you think uh, mm-hmm. of the, uh, the news that the Preds might have a new owner. Uh, and we yeah. did get a number of responses. We have a couple of te- tepid responses. Uh, please pass the puck. Did the, uh, oh no, anyway, meme. Yes. Uh, so I'm guessing, obviously, he does not think this is going to have a big impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, our friend Rachel Kay also kind of did the same thing. Just a gif of a, a bunch of different movie characters shrugging. Yes. So, yeah, I would assume, yeah, probably, uh, probably the same boat has no idea what's going to come in store. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other people. So JW hood says, uh, sometimes you need a change to move forward. Yeah. And is this the change that's going to do it? I think people have speculated in Nashville, what it would take to sort of get some momentum with this franchise. Maybe this is it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. I, mean, I, mean, it kind I of think t- it's a fair point. Yeah, I mean, it kind of ties into what we said earlier, where clearly the status quo in Nashville is not really getting them anywhere right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're not really going backwards, but they're not really going forwards anywhere. So, you know, maybe this is a move that, you know, helps Nashville kind of take that next step uh, as a franchise. Uh, Predators Fix on Twitter said it is either going to be as impactful as an oil change Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> which I would agree to, changes are kind of impactful, or as dramatic as opening Pandora's box. He doubts it'll fall somewhere in the middle. Either it's just an investment with no tangible impact on management for some time, or there are big plans for significant change. Yeah, I can see the perspective where, like we were just saying, status quo is not going to cut it. If you're going to have an ownership change, it's, you know, it's, it's going to have to have some sort of impact or not. I don't, you know, I don't know how yeah. that's going to go. Do you think it's going to be like that polar of a thing where either nothing happens or everything happens? Or do you think there might be some subtle changes uh, that do take this team in the right direction? I think we've done subtle changes. I think the Nashville Predators as an organization have done subtle changes to the point where at least in the fan base, in season ticket holders, maybe they're not ready to stomach more subtle changes. 
not saying that that is correct, but I feel like the predators have done subtle changes. So I think it really is going to be a case of continue to ride this out and keep a kind of a long-term David Poyle vision where not much will change, or it's going to be a come in and, you know, upset the apple cart. I, I do sort of feel like it's going to be an extreme, one or the other. Nothing will change or there's going to be a lot of changes, but I don't know which way it's going to go. Yeah. Uh, interesting. We'll have mm -hmm. to kind of wait and see. Uh, and then finally, Jackson Graham on Twitter said, if it is Haslam, I have the feeling he will want to be aggressive. That could be a good thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you don't necessarily hate the idea of an aggressive owner, um, True. Again, you know, sometimes people think of, you know, Jerry Jones or Mike Brown with the Cincinnati Bengals and kind of think, oh, well, you know, this is a guy who's treating this team as his plaything and isn't mm -hmm. really seeding things to people who have kind of been in the front office side for a long time. Um, but you know what? Sometimes you have an aggressive owner, maybe like a Mark Cuban, who mm -hmm. like, is very aggressive puts a lot of money into the team and is kind of a vocal uh, spokesperson, but at the same time seeds a lot of power to others in the organization. Uh, you know, him and him and Don Nelson kind of had a really good relationship for many years. And Donnie Nelson, of course, is the GM now, but it's just kind of that sort of, you know, vibe. So, you know, I feel like when people talk about like owners being too hands-on, it's kind of, you know, sometimes of a negative connotation, uh, which I would agree. So I think when people say, you know, aggressive owner, I think some people get a little bit frightened there and kind of think back to, you know, owners having too much of their hands in the pie. But, you know, if if you can be aggressive and kind of be the spokesperson for your team and step in when things aren't going well, but you can kind of still leave the hockey decisions to, you know, the people running the team. I think that's a good thing. Now, you may have to be yeah. aggressive if those hockey people, you know, those hockey people may need to ex execute your vision of the team. You may need to be on the same team. But, you know, if, if that's done well, that does have success. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with where does the vision for a franchise come from? This ownership group currently, like you said, is very, you know, they're pretty hands off. And so does the vision come from David Poyle? And do they go along with that or do, does the, you know, does this Predators, Predators franchise need maybe an ownership group that casts its own vision to sort of move some things along? I don't know. It'll be very interesting to see how much of that dynamic changes as Bill Haslam becomes a majority owner in it. So there's, there's a lot of questions. I don't think this is something that Predators fans are going to get a lot of answers to right away. I think it's going to have to be a wait and see what we get from Bill Haslam when he gets, you know, majority shares in this team. It'll be very interesting to see what happens. I don't know. I don't know about this yeah. one, Nick. Well, I, I have a feeling we're going to be talking about this a lot over yes. the next couple of weeks. Oh, uh, as if we didn't have a weird off season enough <laughs> coming up with uh, yeah. Forsberg and yeah. potential free agents and maybe rebuilding and maybe going for it again. I don't know. There's just yeah. so much chaos happening. So Who make sure you're staying tuned. Yeah. 
who would have thought that the biggest story this offseason wasn't Philip Forsberg's contract, but out of the blue ownership change? Like, nobody saw this one coming, friends. I don't know. I still think the biggest story is Barry Trotz's Airbnb and uh... the Stanley Cup decorations. I agree. Yeah, Potpourri. That's what he's yeah. going to have in the Stanley Cup. Uh, I do love the rumors that Barry Trotz is somehow a part of this and is planning a hostile takeover of to stick it to David Boyle for getting fired. Can we just or something like? Can that. we just not? Can we? Yeah. Can we just not with that one, friends? <laughs> yeah. Oh, good times. Hey, speaking good of the times. Stanley Cup, uh, Game Two of the Stanley Cup Finals mm-hmm. tomorrow night. A rare yes. Two days off between games one and two. So make it that what you will. Uh, what do you think, Ann, real quick? Do you think Tampa Bay is going to eat in the series or is Colorado going to put their foot on the throttle and make this a 2-0 advantage? I really do think that Tampa Bay is going to come up and tie this up. I think it's going to be very difficult for either of these teams to get a 2 nothing advantage in this series. So I fully expect Tampa Bay to come back, even though they are still going to be in Colorado, which is becoming a really challenging place to play. I think that Tampa Bay has no panic in their game. I think that if they come out and play 60 minutes, you're going to see this be, you know, another battle. But I think Tampa Bay is going to even up this series. How about you? I'm with you. I'm, I mean, mm-hmm. my prediction last time didn't work out, but I do think Tampa Bay is going to make this 1-1. Um, yeah. Simply because I think these teams are too evenly matched. Uh, I will also say if Colorado goes up 2 nothing, I think Tampa might win the next two games in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can definitely see that scenario playing out as well. Um, yes. But, you know, I think Tampa knows they didn't really play all that well for a big part of game one. Um, and I think they kind of want to make a statement heading into game two. So I do think you're going to come out and see maybe what winds up being their best game of the series here in game two. Um, and then that opens the the Pandora's box for a fascinating rest of the Stanley Cup finals. Still think this is going to go seven games. I do too. I, I hope this goes seven games. Friends, yeah. this is great hockey. If you're not watching these Stanley Cup games between the Avs and Lightning, you have got to make time in your schedule to sit down and watch it because it is great hockey. Yeah. God. Good times. Good times. I mean, this really is like one of the, the best Stanley Cup finals we've had in a while. It so, is. yeah, I think there's a lot of people cheering for this to keep going on. Does it make you feel better? about the predator sweep watching colorado perform so well in the stanley cup finals yeah sure <laughs> why not i would have loved to also be in the stanley cup finals but uh, anyway, yeah i mean if you uh, i'll say this if colorado goes out and absolutely curb stomps the lightning then, yes then i think we have we can go back and be like okay look if the tampa bay lightning weren't slowing down this literal mm-hmm. avalanche yes and i don't think the uh the predators have anything to feel bad about getting knocked out in the first round yeah i do i would agree with that i think if the tampa bay lightning can't handle them then predators fans can feel just slightly better just slightly friends just about slightly. just slightly about a sweep but you know you watch these games and you think okay nashville you've got some things to do to get to a point where you're competing at this level but that's a podcast for a whole nother day. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about it on another yeah. day. 
who knows what what who knows what next week's episodes are going to <laughs> I be. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, we could have updates on ownership. We could mm-hmm. have updates on Philip Forsberg or some mm-hmm. other weird hockey decision. Um, and yeah, we promise we still have some draft coverage coming up. Uh, we, we still do. have breakdowns on free agents the Preds could target and potential big trades they could make. Uh, and of course, we also have some crossovers planned with some of our Central Division rivals to talk about their offseason. Maybe there's trades they can make with the Nashville Predators or, you know, hey, maybe this is the the one-two rivalry next season. So mm-hmm. plenty to talk to. Uh, so you guys definitely do not want to go anywhere. Do not miss yeah. anything because uh, we will definitely have plenty to talk about this summer. Uh, until the next episode, though, and where can the people find your work online? You can find my work at onthefourcheck.com, and you can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. I'm Nick Morgan. You can find my work at onthefourcheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. Also, be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Predators. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, leave a comment, let us know your thoughts on. God, at this point, anything. Hey, Philip Forsberg, David Boyle, whatever. God. Yes. And this is, I thought this was going to be a nice chill off season. Not really. Uh, That's going to do it for us today on Locked on Predators. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back Monday with a new episode, everybody. See you then.